Hello, welcome back to Raising Daughters. Dr. Tim Jordan here. Let me start with a quick joke. Question, what do the girl DNA say to the other girl DNA? Answer, do these genes make my butt look fat? I want to talk today about a really important issue, and I want to talk about it because I've been seeing more and more girls in my counseling practice with this issue, and the issue is body shaming. Uh, girls talking badly about themselves and about how they look. And one of the questions I want to start with is, when do you think girls start experiencing body shaming? Let me tell you uh, three stories of girls who I've seen recently in my counseling practice. First one is Hannah. That's not really her name, but I'll just use the name. Hannah asked her mom one day to look at a picture of her and her sister. And she said, Mom, what do you see? And the mom said, well, I see two strong, beautiful, creative girls. What do you see? And Anna, or Hannah, excuse me, Hannah replied, I see a beautiful girl named Amy, my sister, but I see ugly for me. And the mom was shocked. Around this time, this little girl started to refuse to go to school. She wouldn't share why. Uh, and when I saw her in my counseling practice, she told me that one day a girl told her that out of the whole class, she was the ugliest. This hurt her feelings terribly. She felt ugly ever since that time. And she told me, and this is a quote, I feel like a flower. If I have a bad day where there's a lot of mean girl drama, it's like a petal falls off. But if it's a good day and I'm happy, the flower grows and I get my petals back. That's Hannah. Second girl's name is Jane. Jane told me in my counseling practice that she always wore shorts and t-shirts over a swimming suit. She said she did all summer. I asked her why, and she said, people have been calling me fat for a long time at school, and so it's my way of covering up. The third girl is Sophie. Sophie told me she hates gym class. She's always making excuses to not go. She acts sick. She goes to the nurse's office. She forgets her gym clothes. I asked her why. She told me, I hate the way my body looks. When I asked her, what don't you like? She said, my thighs are so fat. And this is a girl who just, who's very muscular, very athletic, does lots of different sports. When do you think these girls started being dissatisfied with their bodies? I think a lot of adults assume it's like middle school. For Hannah, it was kindergarten. For Jane, it was first grade. And for Sophie, it was second grade. And I'm seeing more and more girls in those younger grade school ages who are already being negative about their bodies. Why? A lot of them, the reason is they've experienced body shaming, fat shaming. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, body shaming is, is the act or the practice of humiliating somebody based on their body type by making critical or mocking comments about their body shape and size. What girls would say is it's just girls talking bad about themselves or other people, about their appearance, their look, and their bodies. There's been all kinds of data that show that the majority of girls, as many as 94% of teen girls, have been body shamed by somebody, and about 65% of teen boys report the same. So it's a lot more for girls. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. We blame social media a lot, and I think that is one of the reasons. I think that the culture has become so hyper-focused on looks and appearance. But I think the social media has made it easier for girls to look at images. It's increased their focus on images and, their, and the, the way people look. 
I think in the old days there was magazines that you could look at and comment about, maybe movie stars, but now there are images of everybody nonstop, 24-7 on Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and any other place they want to look. There's constant images that are bombarding them. I saw a study in psychology today that said that they estimated that today's young people are bombarded by at least 5,000 advertising messages every day. That's not the only kind of images they're looking at, by the way. I saw another study that said that when girls look at magazines for just 16 minutes, it lowers their self-esteem in over 80% of girls. I saw a study done in Britain that said that half the young women in the UK study said that seeing ads using thin models made them feel more conscious of the way they look and made them want to start to diet or lose weight. So the messages that women get about their bodies also, it has been found in research, it tends to affect them a lot longer than it does for guys. I saw a survey from Yahoo Health on body image and acceptance. And what they found in their survey of thousands of of teenagers was that 70% of males are either body positive, which meant they love the way their bodies look, or they're body neutral, which meant they're okay with the way their bodies look, and they've kind of made peace with their imperfections. And for most men, it's that way for most of their lives. What they found for girls was different. 66% of teen girls are either body negative, meaning they're dissatisfied with their bodies, or they're body ambivalent which means they have kind of a love-hate relationship with their body. And that negativity stays pretty consistent as they age. If you're wondering who's doing this body shaming, this fat shaming for girls, we can point the finger at social media and movie stars and the culture, and I think they all have some blame. But I'm going to mention two places I think that the body shaming happens the most. Number one, their friends. Girls tell me all the time when they're in gym class or in the locker room, looking in the mirrors, like, you know, doing their hair and stuff, girls are constantly body shaming themselves, talking about how fat they look, and they don't like their hair, and they don't like their nose. The hallways at school are, are just a place where lots of comments go flying back and forth. In the cafeteria at lunchtime, all kinds of negative comments about themselves, other girls. Um, girls will talk about food and food intake. They'll see, uh, girls will see their friends not eating lunch. They'll ask why. They'll say, because I'm too fat. Girls will make comments like, are you going to eat all of that? Or are you eating pasta? Do you really want to eat that? Girls also hear their quote-unquote skinny friends criticizing themselves as being fat. Then they look at themselves and they're heavier. And so, of course, they conclude, I'm fat. I'm a blimp compared to her. So I need to start dieting or losing weight. So friends are a huge uh, place where body shaming happens. And the other one, perhaps surprisingly, is moms. I saw uh, a study that said that 62% of women, compared to only 30% of men, reported being body shamed by their moms. So some of it is moms criticizing their daughters. I think it's even worse when their dads do it. I don't think dads do it as much, but the girls who I've talked to where their dads have made comments... I had a girl who came in recently whose dad squeezed her her arm fat and said, you need to start losing weight. I think it's harder when they hear it from their dads, but moms do it more. And it's interesting. I I did a mother-daughter retreat a couple years ago uh, in Europe 
we had, I think, 25 mother-daughter pairs from all over Europe. And we were talking about body image one day. And we talked to the moms. We asked them, how many of you um, talk bad about yourself in front of your daughters? And these moms like, oh, no, I don't do that. I know better than that. And they almost all of them said, no way. And then their daughters who were sitting there listening, we asked them, how many of you have heard your moms talk bad about yourself? And all of the girls raised their hands. All of them. And the moms were shocked because they weren't conscious of those little comments that they were making about themselves when they were getting dressed or looking in the mirror. On the positive flip side, I read a study where uh, they found that having a mom who was not self-critical of her own weight or their body made girls 40% more likely to be body positive or body neutral. So having moms who were okay with their bodies and who talked nicely about their bodies did have a very positive effect on their daughters. And the same they found was true oftentimes with people who are important to their girls, like teachers or maybe a school counselor. Anybody that kids might see as an authority figure or a mentor, somebody who was important to them, their effect on on the girl was also really positive if they were positive about how they looked. We've got to start teaching girls to stop comparing themselves so much, to be aware of the cost to them of comparing themselves to other people because if they're doing that to figure out if they're okay, they're screwed. Because in their own minds, they'll always be able to find people who they think are thinner or prettier or sexier or hotter. It's a huge trap to compare yourself to try and figure out, am I okay? Do I look okay? We need to teach our daughters to start catching themselves when, they, when they're self-critical, when they're fat-shaming themselves, and to learn how to switch that. To remind them of the cost when they negatively ruminate about their appearance or their body. And when they're stuck in their heads about how they don't like how they look. and they, It's amazing. I've made lists with girls before at our summer camps and our weekend retreats of all the things that the girls judge about their bodies. And I've seen lists that have every body part imaginable. Not just um, their stomachs or their thighs, but things like earlobes and fingernails and, and toes and whatever. So self-critical. Also, I want our girls to be able to come to us if they've had an experience where they were body shamed or fat shamed or someone teased them about their looks and to be able to talk about it and for us to help them to decide something different than what they're deciding because most girls go in their heads and start to make decisions like, I guess I'm fat, I'm too fat, I'm not very pretty, I'm awkward. I don't like the way that I look. When they hear that fat shaming, that body shaming going on around them, they internalize it as there's something wrong with me. I don't like the way I look. So we need to help them redecide that, reframe what they're hearing, and to not make it be about them, and to not internalize it as I don't like the way I look. I help girls a lot in my counseling practice focus on less on appearance and more on how their body works. The girl I talked about at the beginning, Sophie who has uh, muscular thighs, uh, what she decided was, I asked her you know, how her body worked for her, and she gave me kind of a weird look. I said, how does your body function? Like, what do you do with your body? And one of the things that she does is she goes to taekwondo three times a week. She's really good. She's just below a black belt. And I said, does your body work for you at taekwondo? And she said, well, yeah. I said, well, how does it work? And she said, my body's flexible, I'm strong, and I have really good endurance. 
I ask girls who play soccer or other sports, does your body work for you? They talk about things like quickness or endurance or strength, uh, flexibility. If we can teach our girls to, to think more in terms of their body as how is it working for me and less on how does it look, that'll help a lot. Girls who play sports, and research has shown this to be true, do worry less about their bodies looking, about how their body looks and their appearance because they're much more focused on the athletic part of it. It's very protective. Finally, I oftentimes have girls make agreements with their best friend group. So if, if they are sitting around at a, at a sleepover and maybe some fat talking or fat shaming or body shaming is going on, it's good to have somebody in the group to step up and say, you know what, I don't like when we do this. It's discouraging. It makes me feel bad about myself. I can't stop thinking about it. And I've had a lot of girls have their close group of friends make an agreement that says, we're not going to do this, and if somebody starts, we're going to catch it, and we're going to redirect it. And if they make that kind of agreement with each other, it helps a lot, because that's the place where they get, I think, most of it. I guess, finally, if you're a mom listening to this, really take serious that part about that our daughters are constantly watching us and they're listening. And if they hear a lot of body shaming and fat shaming and, and negative comments about how you, you're looking, they internalize that as well. A lot of daughters look up to their moms. They think their moms are pretty. And so if their pretty mom is talking negative about herself, a lot of girls, like they do with their friends, look at themselves and say, I wish I looked a little more like my mom, but my mom doesn't like us, so therefore, I guess I'm really bad. I guess I'm really ugly, I'm really heavier, I'm, I'm really whatever. So catch yourselves, become very conscious of what you're saying around your daughters. And I would start having conversations about this earlier than seventh grade. I would start talking about things about looks and about how their bodies function when they're younger, when they're in early grade school. Um, I'd open up the conversation about how do girls talk about themselves at school, in the hallway at school or at gym class. You may hear daughter make a comment about her thighs being heavy or, or whatever. And so I would listen a lot. I'd ask questions about, oh, that's interesting why you say that. I'm curious. Why do you say that? And I would try and get to what's really going on. A lot of times it may go back to a comment that they heard from somebody at school, a friend or, or somebody who's not a friend or somebody in the hallways. And you can help them redirect their thinking, help them make better sense of people's comments. I don't want our daughters to be at the mercy of the media, social media, their friends, our comments around them. I want them to be empowered to, to start looking inward and start deciding if they're okay based upon what they think about themselves. That's easier said than done, and it's never too late to start. I'll be back here in two weeks with another podcast. I really do appreciate you stopping by and listening in. Please refer these on to your friends, too. A lot of times, these podcasts are also interesting and fun to listen to with your daughters. This might be a good one for that. And that might open up a conversation about how they feel about how they look and about what they're hearing at school, in the hallways, in the locker room, etc. And there you have some rich conversations and, and getting into the heads and the experience of what are my daughters experiencing. Thanks for dropping by. This is Dr. Tim Jordan. Check out all the things that I do on my books and things at www.drtimjordan.com. I'll see you back in two weeks.
When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.